past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad you're joining us here today. We're excited to be sharing with you resources and tools that you can use to take control of your own career direction. And as usual, we have a expert guest for you today to share some information about a skill that you need to succeed in your career really well, no matter what level you're at. So we're excited today. We have Caroline Dowd Higgins with us, and she is an expert in career, but also in coaching. And we're going to be tapping into that expertise today. So thank you so much for joining us today, Caroline. Thanks, Marie. I'm delighted to be with you. Yeah, so we'll just kind of dive right in here, and um, I know that you're you're an expert in coaching. Tell us a little bit about some of the coaching skills that people need to be successful as a, a leader, not just in the job search, but also as a leader in their place of business. Well, thank you so much for asking about that, Marie, because I think it's an interesting phenomenon. Uh, we see coaching out there in a lot of different shapes and forms now, and my number one present. Uh, phenomenon with coaching or philosophy, I should say, is coaching for success. And I really approach it from a career and professional development angle. And I would tell you, uh, in my particular practice, for example, I focus on three areas. One is is job search, because we know that we're in uh, an economy where people are changing jobs often, sometimes by necessity and sometimes by choice. The other not-so-obvious category is what I call career management, which is really uh, a companion uh, coach, someone to help you navigate the rough spots and also to help you carve out work-life integration strategies. And that is not necessarily something that people consider on a regular basis. And then the third bucket for me is what I call leadership coaching. And that might be someone in a new leadership role or someone uh, who has been leading for a long time but really just wants that that ability to, to hone their strengths and help develop their people in the very best way. Yeah, so a lot of different ways that people can use an outside coach or even maybe an internal coach to sure. improve their career throughout their career lifespan. And if we wait until it's, um, you know, a, a, a emergency, it's kind of like waiting until you have to go to the emergency room instead of taking care exactly. of that health on a regular basis, right? Yeah, you know, I liken it to the elite athlete model. You know, when we look at someone like a Serena Williams, I mean, who's been playing tennis since she was a, a young, young girl, she's had coaches all her life, and she is certainly at the top of her game in uh, the tennis uh, industry. And the truth is, until she retires, she will always have coaches because it's a, it's a matter of achieving that personal best and constantly honing and refining your strengths so you can do your very best work. To your point, it's, wow, I'm, I'm in trouble now. I need, need a coach. And that's a really important myth to dispel. Coaching is not about fixing problems. It's about helping you play to your very best strengths. Now, you can navigate around blind spots for sure, but it's not about fixing bad behavior. 
Right. Or, or all of a sudden we're going to, you know, help fix your overall career and get you a new job. Coaching right, can help you right. do that, but it's it's um, it's more comprehensive than that. Right. I mean, there are definitely developmental goals, but it's it's a partnership. It's not, hey, I need a job. Sign me up. You know, where recruiters or executive search firms might be more uh, transactional in that regard and, and uh, offer that opportunity to secure something very specifically, or job search coaching could be part of what someone does. But there's also a developmental overlay in really figuring out how do I put my best foot forward how do I figure out what the right role is for me? And again, the end result we want is to someone to feel gratified and stimulated by their work. So it also spills over into a happy life. Right. Good, good. So that's a good metaphor to keep in mind, kind of that performance coaching model of it's working to your best strengths and it's a long-term process and a learning developmental process, not a um, I'm going to fix or, or get fixed by this coach or the coach is going to fix my problems. Right. And, and I would add to that, you know, I'm seeing with a lot of uh, leaders in certain organizations where they're negotiating a coach as part of their salary package, right? Whether it's someone internal on a talent management team or someone external that they bring to the table. But what we're saying is this is a a valuable professional development resource that can help you throughout your career, not just in times of trouble uh, or even times of celebration when when a new uh, position happens, right? Or you you negotiate an advancement or a raise. So happily, the mindset of coaching as part of your continued professional development is really starting to stick on a grand scale, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah, because it's not a um, it's not a quick fix, but none of us right. are a quick fix, right? And behavior, right. if we do have right. behaviors that's getting in the way of our our advancement, that's not never a quick fix. Yeah, and you know, we're complex, but the beauty of coaching is that that professional development is something that you can share with your colleagues and your friends and your constituents, whomever you come in contact with, right? So if you're a leader and you have direct reports, when you're experiencing great coaching that's helping you grow and develop, you can in turn coach others and and pay it forward and share those techniques. You know, the beauty of coaching is that it is developmental and there are techniques and it's very self-reflective. And uh, I think the best thing happens when, when people share their experience and begin to coach others, because I believe we're all leaders, regardless of our title or our rank, and really great leaders are committed to developing others as well as themselves. Yeah, and we're going to go down that road here in just a minute in terms of adopting a coaching mindset in your work more in general. Um, The other piece of it that I wanted to hit on what you're saying in terms of people are are negotiating a coach as part of their work, as uh, maybe as part of their new job, um, you know, what might that look like or what might that sound like or how have you had clients be successful in doing that? Yeah, well, certainly if I've had a relationship with a client and worked with them in a capacity before and and they're entertaining a new opportunity with a new organization or perhaps a new role in their current organization, I would encourage them to consider 
having their employer pay for that coaching. And in many organizations, the employer is paying for that because that's an investment in the professional development of that individual. I think training and workshops and certifications and, uh, you know, skill building is tremendously impactful on on the success of anyone uh, long term. And I think coaching fits in so nicely with that. So I would encourage anyone listening to ask, right? And, and many larger organizations, especially, have built-in coaches on their talent management teams. Um, certainly, we're seeing in, in a lot of smaller startups, they understand the wisdom of coaching relationships, and they're hiring outside coaches. So lots of different ways to package it. But I would encourage those listening to really think about what they need moving forward in their career. Yeah, and there is so much movement, even in the the training world, to partner training and coaching, because it's it makes it much more effective. And I've had some individuals that I've worked with who have negotiated adding coaching to their their professional development, maybe in lieu of some classes. You know, they didn't have a class yeah. that exactly offered what they needed, and so they negotiated to have coaching instead or combined. Again, there's a lot Absolutely. of research out there that shows the power of that combination. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's something wonderful, too, about having a safe space and an accountability partner in a coach who can really help you talk through scenarios that might be a little too close at work, right? Maybe there are issues that you're having with a colleague or a direct report or even a boss. How do you have that safe space to figure out, I need tools to figure out how to solve this in, in the best possible way? You know, humans are complex, and, and we have different personalities and different work styles and different communication styles. And most often, when I'm working with individuals and they, they are frustrated in a role, it's because of conflict amongst people, right? And the coach can be objective and help you develop Uh, a plan to figure out how do I tackle that on a very customized way. But I just wanted to say, as we're talking here, it's coming up for me that um, some people might be thinking, well, I also, you know, have a mentor. Where do they fit into the Mm -hmm. process? And so just share with us a little bit, what's the difference between a coach and a mentor? And I would say that people might have and and could have both. What would that look like? Yeah. I'm so glad that you asked, and we'll also add sponsor to the mix. So let me give you some brief definitions so our listening audience can put it in context. A mentor is is typically a confidant, usually in the same organization, who has experience, who's who's been there, done that in some way that you find valuable. It might be a go-to person when you need wisdom and advice, uh, perhaps even some confidential counsel, right, within the organization. And and quite often, um, those are great coaching relationships. A coach is different in that they definitely have training to help you navigate um, particular scenarios and, and help you unpack the, the self-reflection piece to help you figure out who you really are. And there are some amazing mentors that, that have those skills as well. But I would say a coach is going to hold you accountable at a different level. And since you're paying a coach or your company is paying a coach, you also have an opportunity to meet with them 
as often as you wish, where the mentor might be busy and you might only be able to check in with them periodically. Uh, the sponsor is, is that someone in your organization who really puts their professional neck on the line and says, Marie, you've done extraordinary work. I want to put you up for this special project or this promotional opportunity because I believe in you and I'm going to serve as a reference and, and back you up. And that's special, right? You earn that credibility and you earn that validation from the sponsor by by doing great work and having them recognize you. And that's something that a coach can't do because they're not working alongside you day by day. So that's why a coach, a mentor, and a sponsor is something that I believe all of us should consider uh, pursuing, you know, that beautiful trio. There's no reason why you can't have all of them in your lives. Right. And so a manager may somewhat be a coach, but it's nice to have a coach that's not your manager that you can be a little more frank with, perhaps, and that mm-hmm. coaching mm-hmm. can be a little bit less focused on your your right now today kind of performance stuff. And a mentor should not be your manager. A mentor should be someone, like you said, that's been there and bun- done that and, and is the, maybe a few steps away from your, your manager, um, maybe in the types of positions that you'd like to get in the future. And that mentor may be more giving advice, whereas a coach may give some advice, but most of the time is going to help you think through your own solutions. Absolutely. And, you know, the coach is interesting because the, the philosophy of coaching, and you know, there's a lot of different training and certification, but the fundamental premise of coaching is to create probing questions so you, the client, and let's use you, Maria, as an example, if I was coaching you, you know the answers, but you might not know how to get there. So my my job is not to tell you what to do, where a mentor or an advisor or even a loved one might tell you what to do, but a good coach is going to help you discover what you really need and what what you value and, and what crosses over your interests and your personality and your strengths. And by asking you probing questions and giving you things to reflect upon, you come up with those answers. That's great coaching, right? Otherwise, someone's just telling you what to do, and that really goes against the principles of, of the coaching philosophy. Yes, yes. And most of the time doesn't work in leadership, coaching, or parenting. <laughs> right. Not telling what to do. Either. Right? Exactly. Right. But it's beautiful when, when we as individuals come up with those solutions and someone's guided us there, right? But we have ownership and we have buy-in because they really honor us. And, you know, I, as a coach, have coaches uh, because I believe in the power of coaches and they, they help me um, live healthier life and career values. So I, I so believe in the concept of coaching that I still have coaches. And, for example, you know, I'm not looking for a new career, but there are times when I reach out to my coaches and I have two and I use them for different reasons. They have different areas of expertise. I might want to bounce an idea off of them or, you know, maybe I'm coming up with a new entrepreneurial venture and I need their input and I need them to help me poke holes in things and see things that I might not automatically see, right? Or work through a particular scenario that I'm struggling with. So I call those tune-ups, right? And those are career management opportunities for me to check in situationally as things arise. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about adopting a coaching mindset for your career success. And maybe no matter what level you're at, especially as a leader. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back in just a few minutes.
America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America. Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Caroline Dowd-Higgins, an expert in leadership coaching as well as career coaching and been learning so much about what kind of the team that people need to be successful in their career and the ways that they can access coaching throughout their career as well as mentors and sponsors, other important relationships to get to where we want to go. And I think that's so interesting, you know, uh, that idea when we're coming out of college that if we work hard, we'll get where we want to go. And and hopefully we learn quickly that it has a lot more to do with the relationships than anything else. Of course, we still have to perform and do good at our jobs. But if we don't have some of these key relationships in our lives, our careers are definitely going to suffer. So true, Marie. You know, it's interesting. I I've, uh, interviewed and work with so many extraordinary leaders that are in large organizations or in C-suite roles, and they all say the same thing. The common denominator is they didn't get there by themselves. Extraordinarily generous people, coaches, mentors, sponsors, help them get to those pinnacle roles, and they're not doing it alone now. And you're right. We need to dispel the myth that success is just a solo journey. It, it takes a village, right? And I think to maintain success, uh, it makes sense to tap resources. So really smart people ask for help. Yeah, and they know where where the where the help can come from and who to ask for help because that matters too, especially in some of these roles. Um, you know, getting that person that can be a, a good mentor both in the maybe role they hold as well as in the ability to provide that mentorship. But then when we think about ourselves, we can be these roles, right? We can be the coach. We can be the mentor. And um, part of our career success perhaps is 
adopting some of these skills for ourselves every day. So share with me a little bit about how you have your clients um, adopting a coaching mindset in their everyday work and, and why that's important. Yeah, it's it's such a, a great starting point for this coaching mindset because I often chuckle uh, saying that some people are not receptive to coaching. And when I'm doing an intake with a prospective client, I, I share with them in that introductory call, you know, we're going to determine if this is a good fit because there has to be a, a, a base of trust in coaching. And I can also ascertain pretty quickly is someone willing to be coached. And as I mentioned earlier, it's not about doing what I say, right? Because coaching is developmental and it's helping uh, me helping guide them through questions and self-reflection. But some people are just looking for a quick fix or uh, a quick uh, transactional success, right? Whether it's the new role or uh, a new salary, for example. And coaching really is a developmental journey. So the first part of the mindset is being willing and open-minded to explore yourself and to really self-reflect um, with laser beam focus and be open to um, what I would say is feedback and, and, and great ways to think about how you can do your very best work. You know, I, I don't like the term constructive criticism because it comes with such a negative connotation. When you boil it down, the root of constructive criticism is, is meant to help you do your very best work. And a coach can often unpack some of that feedback from other colleagues and help the individual create an action plan to figure out how do I get to where they think I can be. Good. Yeah. So we have to be ready to reflect and have the space to reflect and have the support um, perhaps of our, our, our team around us, our boss or, or whatever that might look like to be able to be coached. What else does it look like if someone is kind of adopting that coaching mindset on a regular basis. I I like to think that there is an element of humility, right? Being being open-minded and willing uh, to hear the good, the bad, and the developmental, right? And and also to hear the praise. You know, I hear the term imposter syndrome a lot out there, even from extraordinary leaders who, from the outside, are doing amazing work. But in the recesses of their psyche, they have these doubting moments. And that's normal, by the way. We all do. So good for them for having the humility to admit that. But part of being a good leader and, frankly, just a, a healthy professional is learning how to accept praise as well. So it's not all, wow, you need to improve upon this, but it's it's receiving and honoring compliments and also uh, learning how to recognize others, right? Again, I really believe uh, great leaders have uh, this incredible responsibility to develop others in addition to the mission um, at hand in their respective organization. I think that is a, a great challenge for um, any leader to develop that coaching mindset to think about how can I help others do their very best work. Yeah, that um, opportunity to give specific feedback to others is sometimes even more of a growing point than us learning to accept it ourselves. Yeah, it's hard. I think one of the one of the most difficult things as human beings is giving and receiving constructive feedback in a way that's developmental, that's candid, but that's also compassionate and empathetic, um, you know, and not accusatory. And it's complicated because we have these 
you know, very old HR models of the performance evaluations, which often just yield a numeric number, and they're just so um, impersonal. And and I think, again, um, someone who's being coached can be guided by a coach to help them unpack those details to figure out what does this really mean and what can I learn from this that will make me um, not only a better professional, but, but happier, you know, because I hear a lot of angst out there when people have a, a performance review that they don't feel like really represents them well. So what's the root of that? And a coach can, can help you dig through that and make some sense of it all. Well, we often focus on giving feedback as in you're giving someone that kind of negative feedback, Um, but I've worked with lots of leaders who found it just as difficult to give positive feedback because they knew the importance of giving real, authentic, specific positive feedback, and that's just as challenging sometimes. It is. It is. You know, the, the quintessential, hey, you did a great job, keep up with the good work. Is, is so vague that uh, especially the overachievers and those that are just really uh, hanging on your every word for some specificity, you know, that can really be emotionally debilitating to hear good job because it's just not enough. And I think, again, um, great leaders understand that specific feedback will help people really find value and meaning and help them to find the why of what they're doing in their career. And, you know, I share this because I think you and I are of the same mindset. If you're happy at work, it spills over into your personal life and vice versa if you're not happy at work. So even though I am absolutely a career and professional development coach, we talk about life. I'm not a life coach, but life intersects career. We spend a lot of time at work. So these issues are completely relevant to your happiness on the other side. Well, and the skills, um, you know, when I work with people who are practicing some of these skills, we talk about practicing them at home because they're sometimes easier to, to practice there. But I won't go too far down that road right now. I want to give you the opportunity, Caroline, before we're through today. Our time has just sped right along. And before we're done today, I uh, would want to have you share with people how they can learn more about you, how they can listen to you. I know you also have a, a podcast that you do. So share with us where we can connect with you if we're listening and interested in in hearing more about your wisdom there. Thanks, Marie. That's so gracious of you. You know, the mothership is my website, which has everything. It has my blog. It has my podcast. It has my my videos uh, that also live on YouTube and iTunes and all of those other platforms. But the easiest way for our listeners today is to access my website, which is carolinedowdhiggins.com. And I'm pretty confident if you put that into a search engine, my website will pop up. And, you know, like you, I really take great pride in, in sharing resources with people because our career lives are, are long. We're living longer, healthier lives, thank goodness, which means we're working longer. And my philosophy is enjoy your career, love your life. And I hope that my resources can help people do just that. So I thank you for, for sharing this time with me today. Yes, thank you for joining us. Uh, Great information that you've shared and um, really challenging people that getting these people on their team, a coach, a sponsor, a mentor, and having the long-term 
approach there is going to be successful for your career. And then some of those ways that we can adopt a coaching mindset every day to help not our own career, but maybe also those around us. So great reminders for all of that. Thanks, Marie. Yeah. And again, we will be right back here on The Career Confidant, but we're going to say goodbye to Caroline. And you can connect with her and learn more about her at carolinedowdhiggins.com. But we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant with more tips and more in-depth steps of how you can achieve these goals. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you tapped your full potential as a leader? Sometimes you have to go a little deeper and connect with your inner force. Join host Angela King as she invites you to discover something that already lies within you and helps you become a better leader. Your most important connection is the one you have with yourself. It's time to connect, ignite, and rise. It's time for Inner Force. Tune in live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking with Caroline Dowd-Higgins about coaching and coaching that you might seek out in your world, your work for your job, and throughout your career lifespan. You know, people often think about it in terms of, you know, when I know I want a promotion or when I know I'm looking for a job. And those can be great times to engage a coach and maybe even better to think about how you might have a relationship with a coach throughout your work so that you have that opportunity to 
engage someone quickly when there's an issue, but also to think developmentally and and plan ahead and work towards goals that can get you to that next place. And I feel like in our our career lives, sometimes we don't think about it that way. We might think about um, you know that in in other places in our life. Um, but in career, we always think, oh, you know, I'm going along and doing a great job. And and then when something happens, I, I realize that I need help. But before then, I'm not seeking it out as much as I could. And of course, you could seek that out in terms of a coach and, and perhaps an internal coach within your organization or an external coach that, that you bring onto your team. Um that's one type of, of relationship that, again, is going to be more focused on helping you take the steps you want to take, helping you figure out what those look like, helping you be accountable to yourself for taking those steps. And that the coaching relationship is not a managing relationship. It's not about um, you know what did you do or didn't you do that you need to do better next year that's a conversation you're having with a manager it's it's also important but that's usually more focused on your performance an important piece of your career but not necessarily going to get you where you want to go all by itself um, your manager is not necessarily looking out for your your career development even if they would like to and, and do in some ways that dual role of, of also being your manager prevents them from from being there for that purpose alone, which a a coach can be perhaps an internal coach, perhaps again, an external coach doesn't, doesn't have to be um, an external coach, which may be what, you know, automatically comes up in people's minds. You do want to find if there's an, an opportunity to have that person that is not your direct manager as, as your coach. Then we talked a little bit about the mentor and the mentor being someone who is not your direct manager, probably not even your manager's boss, but someone who is in a position where you'd like to get eventually and or has been through a progression of positions where you see yourself going. As Caroline said, they've they've been there, done that, and they're willing to help mentor you along. Um, perhaps give you advice, be someone that you bounce ideas off of, and and help you figure out the path to get from where you want to, where you are to where you want to go. Whereas a coach would help you figure out what those, what that is, right? A coach might help you figure out where you want to go, and then the mentor is going to help you find that path along with the coach, perhaps in putting those pieces together. A mentor. Um, you know, in some organizations, there's a a program where you can find a mentor. Sometimes a mentor might be outside of your company, maybe more in the industry instead of internal to your company that can that can work. Someone who has the time and interest to share their path and to help you forge y- your own path. That's probably a different person or at least a different conversation than what you would be having with a sponsor. So as Caroline said, a sponsor is someone who's going to advocate for you, someone who's going to kind of stick their neck out and say, yes, this person 
deserves to be at the next level. Um, It's important when you're choosing a sponsor, and we talked about this a few weeks ago when we were talking about if you are in a population that's somewhat marginalized at your work, um, maybe female, perhaps even male, if you have a a female-dominated workplace, where you're not like everyone at the top, when that is the case, you want to pick someone for your sponsor who is part of the quote-unquote in-group. So if you're a younger female and most of the leaders in your company are older males, you would want to find a sponsor who's in that older male group and can be your advocate. This is often why marginalized groups in organizations struggle is because they tend to have relationships with people who are similar to them and those people aren't necessarily going to be able to advocate for you either because they're not in the in group right they're not part of the the leadership group so consider that if you're looking for that sponsor looking for that person that can be your advocate it may very well be someone that that doesn't look like you isn't your age isn't your sex isn't your ethnicity because you want someone that is part of of that leadership group or who has influence in that leadership group. The mentor might be someone who's like you. So if you're a young female coming up in a company, you may choose a mentor who is also female, who's been through the ranks, but then you might want a sponsor who is, you know, a, a male that can help advocate for you to that other male leadership groups. So three different people you might have on your team, that coach, that mentor, and that sponsor. This is going to look different depending on what level you're at in your career. And even CEOs have that team, right? Most CEOs have a coach. Many of them are going to have a mentor, perhaps a CEO of a different organization that's been through some of the same challenges. And then they're also perhaps going to have a sponsor who might be a board member or someone who's advocating for them in the way that they need to be advocated for. So growing up throughout your career and having those people on your team as you move forward is going to be really critical. And as Caroline shared, most coaches also have a coach. We know the importance of it. We know the benefits of it. And that's why we coach, but it's also why we we have coaches ourselves. And of course, if you're an entrepreneur, you have a team that may have many more people on it in in terms of other not only mentors and and perhaps advocates that advocate for you as you do business and try to get new clients etc but also all the other folks that that you might have on your team in terms of finance people attorneys all of all of the group of folks that those of us who are entrepreneurs need around us so if you're in a in a job and you're thinking about how you can be more mobile, more flexible, more really more in control of your own career, that team can be a big part of achieving that goal. So when we think about a coach and we think about a coaching mindset, this is not just something that you can seek out external to yourself, you know, hiring a coach or having someone that is helping you uh, as your coach but how can you have a coaching approach to how you handle your relationships throughout your work life throughout your work relationships throughout that 
that surrounding of, of work. And this is really a shift in terms of how we interact with others. As Caroline was saying, the coach is someone who asks great questions and listens and works in ways that get people to set and achieve their own goals versus always setting and achieving goals for others or or giving advice or being that, you know, kind of quote unquote boss who's bossing people around. Changing our mindset is a powerful tool for us in lots of different ways. And as you look at Caroline's background, you'll see that she's Marshall Goldsmith coaching school trained, which doesn't surprise me at all when I have this conversation with her, um, because as we've talked about, I'm a big fan of, of some of his work, especially the What Got You Here Won't, got, won't Get You There book, which talks a lot about taking that next step up into leadership. And leadership doesn't have to be kind of a formal leadership role, although in this book, that's part of what he's talking about. But it's the idea that Um, to get people engaged, to have people be excited about their work, or maybe even just a project that you're leading. It's really about having them have ownership. And by doing a, a coach approach in the way that we work with others, we do give others that ownership, have them solve the problem, have them come up with the ideas, have them be the the owner of those ideas versus the manager saying this is what we're going to do and why of course there's times that we're going to take that leadership that we're going to have to make those decisions but the more that we can give others the ownership and include them in those kinds of discussions and decisions the better performance that we'll get and that's hard for a lot of us to adopt that mindset. We're used to a strong leader means that you tell people what to do or a good parent means that you're in control and you're, you know, your kids do what you say. And those mindsets, those concepts of what good leadership looks like can get in our way of really the new model of leadership and what people are talking about in leadership today, which is a lot a lot more of that inclusive leadership, that ability to get other people engaged and have them do the work, right? Have them do the work instead of you directing all the work, which oftentimes means you end up doing a lot of the work because other people aren't engaged and don't put as much effort in as they could because it's it's not their idea and it's easy for us to make generational judgments or or say things about oh it's just these kids they don't want to do what they're told but it's just basic psychology that none of us like to do what they're what we're told right we we like to be engaged in the more creative process we like to be engaged in figuring out what to do, it engages us to do those things. And it's not a bad way to to operate. Is it the only way to operate? Of course not. Well, we have to make decisions at at some point, of course, and we'll have to say this is the way we're going to do it. But the more we can engage people up to that point, the better our outcomes will be. 
And that's definitely one of the lessons I got from the the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. So great one to pick up if you've never read it. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, talk a little bit more about how you can adopt this coach approach and especially in the way that you interact with your team, with others, whether you're the, the leader or not, and give you that skill to move your career forward. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about coaching and different types of kind of coach relationships that you might want in your work so that you can advance your career as well as skills that you can adapt from that coaching world to improve your everyday working relationships and and success at work. Remember that I saw this article, so before we kind of go into the coaching skills that might be helpful for you every day, to also think about how you might choose a coach if you decide you want to choose a coach internally or externally. So this was a, a article in the Biz Journals 
just the other day, so here in August 2018, about how to choose a coach. And the first thing that it talks about is being somewhat mindful of our intuition or kind of that person's fun or interesting may not be the best way to choose a coach. So we might think, oh, we didn't really click or, um, oh, they're not funny. Those are good things to kind of recognize, but we also want to look a little bit deeper if we're going to choose someone who really is going to have that coach relationship with us and move us from where we are to where we want to go. So first, the person compliments your style. So that is maybe brings some opposite skills of what you bring. So if you're very gregarious and outgoing and and funny, it may actually be a good thing for you to choose a coach who might not be those things. They may, but who might bring some of the things that you need on the other side, whether that's you know someone who's more detail-oriented, someone who can get you to be a little more introspective and slow down, that person that kind of complements your style and brings out some of your characteristics that can deepen your work instead of someone who just matches your style and may not help reflect those areas that you're that you're not seeing. So someone who complements and, and perhaps brings some of those opposites instead of someone that's just exactly like you. So how can you help? get that other person that's not necessarily going to pull out your weaknesses. That's not what we're talking about, but someone who can reflect back on those areas that you can't see as well. So someone who complements your style. The coach brings an area of expertise that you're looking for. So if you're looking for improving your communication skills, then you're looking for a coach that has that area of expertise around coaching for communication skills. Not necessarily that they're an expert in communication skills, because remember, we're not talking training or teaching or or advice giving, but someone who has the expertise to coach you in those areas, to ask the questions and and perhaps provide some tools that you can use to improve in the areas you want to improve. It's one of the biggest misconceptions around career coaching. Um, People think, oh, I can go talk to a life coach and they'll be able to help me with career coaching. Not necessarily unless they have training in career coaching because a very specific thing, whether you're job searching or changing careers or trying to get a promotion, those areas of expertise and having worked with people in those areas and having tools for you in those areas are very specific and very different than maybe a life coach who can help you with relationships and and maybe general confidence and some of the other life coaching areas. So look for a coach that has expertise and a you know a, a background working with people who were trying to achieve the similar goals that you are trying to achieve or dealing with similar challenges to those that that you are de- dealing with. You want someone who is strong enough to challenge you. So someone who can ask those probing questions, someone who will call you on it when you're not doing what you said you wanted to do, and someone who is not going to 
overdo it in those areas. So I think you, depending on your personality, you know, I need someone who can challenge me or yes, I need someone who can challenge me, but I also need someone who's going to identify with me enough to not, you know, grate the, my raw, grate my rawness across a piece of sandpaper and make it worse. And I've been in coaching relationships with both types of people, people who are too soft and never really challenged me as the client, and then people who were too rough and and when I was kind of raw and exposed, didn't have the ability to see that and and step back for a second before grading across those coals. So we want to we want to find someone who's got that kind of balance. And you know, you don't always know all of this. You can ask questions, you can get a feel when you're asking and, and talking to a coach about what's their style, how do they challenge their clients, how do they work with someone when they're having an emotional uh, you know, an emotional challenge. You can ask some of those questions and see how they respond and and get a, a good feel. Some of those questions I wish I would have asked when I was choosing coaching coaches in the past. And then sometimes you just get a couple sessions into a relationship and realize that it's not a good fit. And that's okay, too. It's okay to say, you know, I, I, I'm struggling with this piece of it. Um, is there a way that we can work differently together? Or perhaps uh, it's time for us to end the relationship and for me to find someone else to work with. You want that coach to be able to create a safe space for you to work. That's why a manager's not a great choice. Um, they just can't be that safe place, right? They have to judge your performance. Um, their their boss is holding them accountable for that piece. So someone that you can have that safe space to grow with, you know, is it in HR or is it external? And that's why a lot of companies hire an external coach for people is to help with that safe space requirement and to help you have someone where you know you can share things and it's not going to go right back to your boss. You can have challenges that uh, and talk about challenges that you wouldn't be able to talk about in that relationship. So coaching skills that you might consider, you know, how can you give good feedback where specific about what someone has done to help you? And I think about it more on the positive side than the negative, um, because we tend to think about it more when we're giving negative feedback, because we know we need to be careful about it. And when we give that positive feedback, we don't always think about being specific. And you can use the same framework that we use for giving negative feedback in terms of, you know, the situation, the action, the impact, and and the next time, if it's a moving forward kind of thing, but positive, here's the situation, specifically how did they act, and specifically what were the positive impacts of that. So instead of using that for negative feedback, you can use that for positive feedback as well. And then as Caroline shared, just being open and humble and ready to receive that positive and negative feedback yourself so that you can learn and move forward and demonstrate to those around you how that's done. We'll be right back again 
next week. Well, next week we're on Labor Day, but we'll we'll choose a good show that you can listen to on your your Labor Day here in the U.S. Or if you're somewhere else, find a good show that you can listen to as a recording. And then we'll be right back on the 10th with another great guest and another great show to give you the skills you need to take control of your career and move it forward. We'll see you next time here on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.